You're listening to Red Nation Online. Wednesday, November 29th. It's Steve Perry. I'm Ian Clark. We're back from BMO. A delayed publishing of the pod, but one needed for posterity. TFC get past a resilient Columbus crew 1-0 to repeat as Eastern Conference champions. It was a tense affair, but Michael Bradley, then Jose Altidore Heroics, lifted the team to victory. We discussed this year's run compared to 2016, run through the match, and then look ahead to Seattle Sounders once again in the MLS Cup Final. It's all that and more on the next 45 minutes on Eastside Stand Up. Yes, Steve, we're back from BMO Field, Eastern Conference champions, back to back. Cold, back to back. Didn't think about that. Yeah, Yeah, back to back Eastern Conference champions. History repeating itself. History repeating itself. Uh, I'm cold to the bones. But we hope it doesn't repeat itself. In terms of the big picture, Mm -hmm. definitely not. I think I I think I, I think I want to start it off, Steve, with that point that I brought out that I mentioned off off mic there, where I was like. How this game stacks up to last year's conference final, in okay, terms of sure. in terms of our sentiments after, I would say just just quick. For me, I'm like feeling. I think because this year's playoffs and this year's season, the sights like I mean the the cup was the goal clearly, whereas last year might have been a bit of a bit of a pleasant surprise, even though we knew we were good. Uh, to this result for me, almost as like a massive sigh, like a weight off my back. Like at least we've got where we feel like we should be. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I feel like yeah, you yeah, you're right. Looking at last year and this year, uh, there was definitely a different uh, there's a different prize that the eyes were on uh, in the end, right? So, I, I mean, all, th- all every all roads for this team are leading to a rematch in the final, and that's what is looking like a shape up, right? Because uh, Seattle's uh, up in their match with Houston, right? So yeah. we're gonna do this again, and let's hope we come out with a better result. So let's talk a bit more about last year's. Yeah, well, that's what I, that's what I like. I, I like to like harken back and compare and contrast, and I think that's what I think, and that's what I, that I look to, um, especially in stadium and how this playoffs is run and compare it to last year and where where we're where we're what we're thinking, what we're feeling, where we're sitting right now. Um, I mean, last year, I mean, coming off the Montreal game, I just remember it was like holy shit, and that's definitely not what we're feeling after this game. However, so I, th- I remember the Montreal game being, um, I mean, I remember Montreal being good last year. They were good this year, but better last year. Um, however, I feel like Columbus was a better team. So if we were to, like, if we're comparing things right now, I feel like Columbus was a better team tonight. And I feel like we actually did a giant, we slayed a giant tonight. I kind of feel like even though we were the one, we're the team to beat, fuck, man, we got out of there lucky. That's how I feel yeah. about tonight's game. And I feel like if I was to draw another comparison, 
I would like to draw a comparison to the final where I feel like the better team uh, lost last year's final, which was us. I feel like Seattle came out without, you know, they barely got a shot on net. I feel like we didn't get the shots tonight. We didn't get the chances. Columbus did. And somehow they didn't win. And I feel like, fuck, we just did a flipping of the script of last year's final one game before the final. Maybe that gets the game out of the system. Yeah. I don't know what that, I don't know what that means, but it just feels like I do. I totally feel lucky tonight. I feel like, fuck man, we just dodged a bullet. Well, I was going to feel like, cause I was going to say, I mean, it's, I don't think it's an adage or any kind of like, but it's like, you know, good teams win ugly or they can win ugly they and they get lucky and they get lucky. And there, and there is that expression. We've talked about that before. There's an expression, right? Like Make your own luck. Or you've got to be good to be lucky. Or you've got to be lucky to be good, right? Yeah. The more you practice, the luckier you get, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's lots of sort of like expressions around luck meaning more than just luck. Um, and I think that's, I think, I think it's like that's kind of like last, I think the way this playoff has been rolling, I think people are waiting for some, a game like we've seen through the regular season. They're expecting some things that we saw last year in the playoffs were these great epic games. I have a feeling like if this if, was a great epic game, by the well, way. Well, I mean, yes, but I think I think people think, oh, so I don't feel like I don't feel like, like well, because we beat Columbus five 0 like, at home. I don't feel in like the there's season. an injustice done because I feel like the, the, even that watching that first ten minutes of this game where they were like uh, going at each other, like one v one v one, like just like like kicking the ball back and forth, like like crazy people like it was just like they came out like like prize boxers ready for a fight and both of them were like ready for a fight and they were pretty closely matched like i feel like both teams everything was like matching one and i was just like the the play in that first 10 minutes was insane to watch because it was just like what the fuck it like i've never seen football like this or soccer like this it was just uh, i don't know it was that was a it was a super exciting game so we shouldn't be so like Undramatic, or, yeah, because, dismissive of the, because of the drama. What, what we just watched was like pretty insane, right? Yeah, it was a great game, regardless, right? Yeah. Well, I would say, I mean, like maybe if we do a quick, I mean, literally a quick preface, which is, of course, we were coming to this game with a nil-nil draw. Draw. So, I mean, everything in terms of goals was on the line, and that's what I would say from that opening kickoff. I, don't, I felt like, I mean, the tension was thick uh, in the stadium, and you could see it. Columbus and, was here to play. Yeah. And, but they were they were here to play. However, they weren't here to lose. Exactly. But look, you look, you look at the way they set up. I mean, they were stingy. I mean, they were that was a disciplined formation they set up. Yeah. Where they played a hard. In fact, I was envious of it. Like, I mean, they played basically three lines of defense, um, similar to like how Italy plays. But they didn't play it like um, sort of like a, a like a wall. They played it where they could make a, a f- offensive attacks all the time. That was a that was actually a, a fantastic formation and it forced us to play around them, right? So we had to we gave up the middle and everyone who's a chess player knows that when you give up the middle, you've given up the game because the every the game is played. I mean, look at look at our line, like the basic like our basic line of Drew Moore, Bradley, Vasquez, Javinko, right? That's our spine. And our spine wasn't working properly tonight, right? Because they had taken it over. They had occupied the spine space. So we had to we had to try and work flanks. And you know, Bedishore is kind of weak on that. Like they, they don't they they don't go to him. So they were only going down one side. It was always attacks on the left side, which becomes pretty predictable. And you kind of figure out how to defend against it after like you've done it a few times in the game. It becomes something that you can neutralize, which I feel like Columbus did. Mm-hmm. 
I just feel like uh, because because I mean it wasn't until the second half when they put in Delgado that we actually had a second we had all of a sudden a right side, but they still didn't go to it. So I feel like we kind of I, I feel like Columbus outmaneuvered us in terms of formation. I feel like they played a better formation than us. Well, I think they definitely I think they definitely came in with a clear you know strategy and tactic of how they were going to approach playing at BMO, especially, like I said, after the last time they came here, they lost 5 nothing. The funny thing was, like, Aaron made the comment last year, you know, when you see a team play a 5-3-2, I mean, it's never really a 5-3-2. It's 3-5-2. Nobody plays five at the back. Yeah. And there we saw Columbus playing, playing five, at, five the, at the back. They totally played Like, five pretty much, for, like, they were playing. That was, that, until, they, they couldn't, until they couldn't play five at the back. After the goal, like, the last 30 minutes, then it became wide open game. That mm-hmm. became even more exciting. Up until the point where we just started taking the ball to the corner, right? But there was like a solid 15 minutes of great. All of a sudden, we were in this game because Columbus had to break it open, right? They had to take some chances at that point. But I feel like their formation was solid the way it was going into it. If they kept it that way, they probably would have broke us down. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. I feel like it was only a matter of time before we lost this game. That whole well, game. Well, luckily. That whole luckily, game. Luckily, the game was only 94 minutes, Steve. <laughs> that game, that whole game. Yeah, luckily. Um, so if we if we, if we we quickly, like, maybe go into the, the highlights of this game. Let's do it. And there's a bunch. I mean, the, the starting, obviously, the key thing is that the first leg, we were missing Jovinko and Josie um, on suspension. Right. And they're both back. Yeah, so going into this game, you're feeling like, okay, this is a game that we have a chance at, right? And they made a, they made the point that Josie and Jovinko represent 42% of our goals. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Love so that, all, yeah. so almost half of our goals, come, well, and as we know how the game played out, yes, that is a that statistic it rings continues. true. It yes. Um, so that was, I think, a huge boost. I think I think a lot of people came in this game feeling... Confident. Yes. Totally. Everyone, everyone I talked to was like feeling good about this game. Uh, and then, of course, the other the other thing, just on a, like a side side note or a sort of sights and sound, was that of course everyone was watching, or some people were watching, how you know we have a shared stadium. The Argos played here, yeah. actually not that recently, but they played. I a, feel that that was an important context, and I feel like if I, as a superstit, as someone who has some superstitions at times, I feel like they stole our mojo. You know, like because mm. they win it this week as we're going into our our cup championship. And, like, they're newcomers to the stadium, right? So, fuck, man. They're the new roommate who's, like, you know, trying to steal the show. And I was lo- watching the Grey Cup uh, sort of parade or talk or whatever. They did the thing at City Hall, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a thing about saying, oh, we should support all our Toronto teams. But they didn't mention Toronto FC by name. And they should, like, if, if they were actually sincere about it, they would have mentioned something about this game tonight. Yeah. Which they didn't. You know, they're only owned by the same group of people. There's tension. There's yeah. tension, like yeah. you said, it's the, it's the roommate that nobody wants. But but I also there's some other things, right? Like Vanny won an award this week, mm. didn't he? Mm. So that's just another sights and sound that, that's kind of like. Now, what do you think of that? Like, because because I'm thinking the only reason why he got that award was because the team was the best team in the league, right? And it just sort of comes with that, right? Like, I mean, they did everything that they could. Now, I I have no way of knowing whether Vanny's a good coach or not, but. You know, he did coach the best team. So, well, I mean, I mean, he can't be a slouch, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's still, maybe there's two things that I'll I'll weigh in on that. The first one, regardless is, of the montage, he is he was like, yeah oh yeah the montage holy crap I mean like it wasn't like he was it just was basically a, a, a shot of him from every game in the season showing every shirt that he wore. Yeah, I didn't know he had such I, a deep uh, uh, wardrobe. wardrobe. <laughs> I would have been happy with just pink shirt all day long. 
because that's 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 where he looks his best. I like the uh, they had a banner for him, the Greg Father. Yeah, that was kind of neat. That's a good one. I don't remember that. I yeah, I remember seeing that. Now, it's, although we were the best team, it should be noted that it would be kind of strange for the team that set the record for the most points ever in a season. Their yeah. coach didn't win, like yeah, because we didn't. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if any players were up for anything. Like MVP, nowhere to be found. Newcomer. A lot of people thought Vasquez should have been even should have been nominated for the best newcomer league. Yeah, not easily. considered. Everything went down like everything went Atlanta's way. You know what I mean? Like that. Seemed, oh, did it? Atlanta got all the shine this season, hmm. which I thought was just hype bullshit. Where it's like, oh look how many fans they have in the stadium. They're the greatest, and I just thought it was a yawn. Um, the other thing, you know, the other thing I would say about because I like it's through the podcast and you know meeting people here and there, you just just there's just so spectrum of opinions on Vanny as a coach where some people still don't like him. Some people have thought he's great. Now, probably the only, the one thing that if I'm going to be a pro Vanny tonight was I do remember, I think it was after his, his first season when he was talking about bringing in new players. And I just like, I, I liked his, the mentality where he was like, you know, you want to bring in players who've, who know what it, what it's, what it, what it's been to win. You know, it's not necessarily like, you know, you're just trying to find a great player who can score lots of goals, but they're on a sixth place team. You know, his mindset was like, you bring in people who've won titles, you bring in people who've been at the top from wherever they've been. And then, and if you think about it, it was Drew Moore. You know, he won a title with Colorado. Mm. Uh, Shea Rue won a title with Marseille. Um, you know, you bring in guys who know what it takes to win cups or win titles or, or do all that stuff. Um, you know, and they don't necessarily have to be the greatest center back is not always the greatest players are on the, on the best teams. Um, and that's how you build. That's how you make up your team. And I just, that kind of stuck with me that mm. that was sort of his, yeah. his um, take on how you build a team. And I was like, I remember like Toronto FC teams have passed when they were trying to put together guys. And I remember that team that Precky put together where they brought in like LaBroca and Jacob Peterson. And it's like, I, I always thought like, yeah, when you bring in guys who are on eighth place teams, there's a good chance you might finish around eighth place. You know what I mean? You're not really upgrading. Yeah. You know, you're, you're retooling, but it's like, I just think they, they could have better. And that was, that's just one thing. If we're talking about Greg Vanny for a second, that stuck out. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is that they did a thing today for Toronto FC at the at city hall mm. where they had like a scarf wall and they gave away 500 scarves and stuff like that. And I feel like, this is the first time I've ever heard John Torrey talk about Toronto FC. Yes, he was tweeting about him all day. So I felt like uh, even though he was sort of on the same, he's sort of a bit of a broken record about his business thing and how it brings business to the city or whatever. But I'm just like, what about them? Like, you should watch a game first before you make comments. But, you know, regardless, at least they did mention us a little bit. So that was nice to have. So I feel like that was some of the context going into the game. And I feel like... I, I felt nervous and excited at the same time. Well, then let's talk about the game at hand. Sure. And we, of course, I mean, we did allude to what it was like off that opening whistle, which was just, it was just intense. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't write anything about the first 10 minutes because it was just back and forth, so back and forth and so quickly back and forth and people matching plays by plays, like just tackles to tackle to like to a pass to pass and then cutting that out. And like, it was just like, watching these two prize fighters size each other up yeah. and like just go at it really just like a brawl it was like a i don't what? know it was like it was a it was quick paced and like there's some inventive stuff and it was just like people i felt like there was a big mind game going on there it was there's a whole bunch of stuff happening all at once and i just felt like that 10 minutes was such an intense 10 minutes that i've 
I've never witnessed something like that at the stadium or even in this league. Well, and it's like that first 10 minutes, I think you got to give Columbus a lot of credit yeah. because they didn't let us play the game we usually see Toronto totally play at BMO not. Field, yeah. which was like we dominate possession from that opening whistle. Yeah. And we're creating goals right off the opening whistle. And that didn't happen. I mean, it was it really was battles up and down where it was. It just seemed like Columbus was getting a little more of the action than we were. I mean, we weren't seeing any sustained possession from back to front. It was a lot of back to middle to back to middle to back to middle, trying to get it up, and we just couldn't seem to get into that final. In fact, and it wasn't us, and it wasn't us possessing it. So we were soaking up pressure with attacks and trying to figure out how to get the ball, how to get around this formation. Right? Yeah, I feel like it was the formation that was killing us. Uh, Anyway, and then there, there's a big call that happens at the 26th minute, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the penalty kick, um, which which gets saved. So uh, and there was one before that that was dubious, perhaps. So that two was minutes, pri- yeah, two minutes prior to that. So they, these were both off corners, weren't they? Where yeah, uh, players so. got shoved. Um, well, Sorio, no, Sorio dribbled, was dribbling in the in the 18 yard box. Oh, and he and he put it to, sort of towards the corner and got tripped, maybe in quotes. Okay. But there was another play prior to that off a corner. Oh, we're out the door. Where, yeah, gets shoved down to the ground while the ball's kicked and, and you know, should have been a foul. Mm-hmm. And I said to you at that point, I said, he's not going to call those because that's a game-changing call, right? It's in the box. They have to call it a penalty. But then, like, a couple of minutes later, they do make the call because it happened twice. So if there's a repetition, the you know, the, I think the ref kind of got forced into making the call. Um which I feel like was also going into bad mojo. I mean, Vasquez usually you see them him score on those things. He went to the he went you know the kick was perfect. It was low, but it was the way that the keeper dives. He should have gone the other way. I feel like he should have gone to the post that he's kind of like the opposite post. But you can you you have to pick a post and shoot right. That's kind of how you have to take those kicks. And I I I don't think anyone kickers consider the goalie's angle on this. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm mistaken because I'm just, maybe I'm just looking at this from my perspective. But when I'm watching it, I'm thinking of it from the goalie's perspective after the fact, and I feel like some some consideration should go into when you take the kick, which the which is a strong side for the keeper, and try to do the opposite. Oh right, yeah. You should look at the goalie's weakness, right? Yeah. And I would, I mean, I would wager most people people are right-handed. Most people are right-handed. Right. So you think that he would go to his right. Well, you think you go to the left, right? Because you want to go to the opposite side that is not strong. It was, was. Now, here's what I'm saying. He did go left. Now, tell me. The thing is, he did go left, but he should have gone right, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think if anyone's done homework on Toronto FC, I mean, Jovinko kicks most of our our, our penalty kicks, and he always goes that way. so I think it's probably a safe bet. Although I feel Vasquez is getting pulled into a lot of these uh, pieces now. He took almost all the corners. Well, he did, yeah, he takes all the corners. He's only taken, if I'm not mistaken, he's only taken one penalty kick before hmm. um, that he did score on, but that's it. Yeah. But of late, we've not been consistent on it. Now, tell me if I... Well, we were. It was our undoing in the final last year, too, if you think about it, right? And at one point when we were thinking that this was game was might go into penalty kicks, I was like, we had a conversation that... Probably we wouldn't want that because last year it was our undoing, and this is the same team, and they probably haven't improved on penalty kicks. I mean, I don't know if they went back, you know, after the final and started practicing penalty kicks. Yeah, probably forgot about it. Yeah, right? maybe that's is that is that all Justin Morrow has done? 
<laughs> since yeah, since mean, that game. It's haunted by it, right? No, I don't know about you, but I mean, I definitely sensed like after that goal, like I do feel like there is that, well, that, that there's something in the air, right? Where it's just like I sure. felt like after when you miss that goal, you're like, we're, well, gonna, we're gonna lose. Yeah, so like it, it bolsters the team that saved it, right? So Columbus is like on a you know, let's they dig in, right? And Toronto feels like fuck. What do we got to do to score, right? So it works adversely for us and good for them. But yeah, I did feel like that was, the, and you saw it in the gameplay too, right? I was like, I, I mean, I stopped seeing Javinko uh, and Altador run up front. They were not. I almost felt like they didn't want to be at this game. Like I was like, guys, you, you were just off last week. You got to fucking make up for it. They should have been running all the time, like putting pressure on this back line to cough it up. And instead they sat back and waited for them to come to us, right? And I don't know. I just felt like I, I felt like we didn't want this game. I felt like from the forward line anyway, those two didn't want to play. That's That was my impression. But I, I, my but, impression but I, but I noticed it only after this kick. Yeah, I was going to say, I, my, just to finish that thought, though, yeah. I would say – for some reason, my impression was that it, lo- it took a while for Jovinko to get heated up, and he did look like he was got fire at the end of the game. Sure, I mean he was he was running a lot, and he was there was points where he was getting wide open. Where especially that remember that long ball that Moro missed, and he was like, but he really- had to run because Asari was put up in the spot of Altador, right? And Asari is not very effective up there as a forward, so he has to do all the running. He has to he has to make up for a lot of t- thing a lot of space that Josie occupies yeah. when Josie's on. Right? Now, the other thing about the first half I think we have to mention, though, is Columbus did have a clear scoring chance. They sure did. That Michael Bradley swooped in and saved the day. And I think that we might have had our, we might have had our first half a little out of order because that might have been before the penalty kick or was that after the penalty But either way, I mean, that was, that was almost out of nowhere that Columbus gets a two-on-one. So We got that out of order. So No big deal. So what happens is that... Uh, I can't remember who it was on Columbus, but they had the ball and and we were like short on defense. Like for some reason we were thin on the back and nobody was picking up the guy coming out on the flank on the left side. And the ball just gets slotted to him. He's wide open. And then out of nowhere, Bradley, like out of nowhere, out of, yeah, virtually nowhere. Bradley comes and just uh, does a slide tackle and not the first in the game. In fact, I feel like if we were to, if you were to talk about Bradley's game, it was uh, defined by slide tackles for like because I counted four or five of them uh, by the end, one of which he gets a card where he sort of did a scissor lock on the guy, which was like a, a stupid thing. I was just like, fuck, man, you're lucky you Didn't got away with red. the yellow. Yes. I, I feel like the ref was also not wanting to I feel, I feel define like that, himself as like throwing at the cap. Yeah, because it was a vicious elbow, right, in that game too. I feel like he did everything. Not Jav- to give out. Javinko took a shoulder, just kind of leveled. There was a, few, there was, I mean, it it wasn't a dirty game, so I mean, I don't want to talk about all that stuff because I feel like it was pretty fair all the way around, and I feel like even I feel like the rest were calling it, and that linesman was so attentive to that line, the way he was like on the east side, shoulder, on our side, yeah, on our side, he was calling that line tight. I mean, he even yelled at the, on the penalty kick. He yelled at the keeper to get back on his line, right? Yeah. So he was like watching everything. So I feel like we had good officiating for the first time today. Even though, like, I think people would challenge me on that. I feel like you know the calls were all right. I think they were all made with the right intention. Well, I think with for so, a, re- a referee that had a bit of a reputation, especially again with our team, um, I think we should be walking out of that game being like. Just because you think of the the New York game, right? Like that was a game that just got completely out of hand. Uh, when you compare it to that, I think 
you know, you might have probably, we would have, as a home team, would have wanted some calls to go a bit stronger our way. But I think in terms of the whole balance of the game, I don't think we can really complain. Not at all. So Bradley saves it. And we should say, not only did he save the goal, he also saved the ball from going out. In fact, if you were to call a man of the match, I feel like, and not give it to the guy who scored the only goal, I I feel like, you know, it should have gone to Bradley because of the defensive play that he played, right? I mean, he, you know, there was a lot of things where he cut out play that could have gone uh, drastically wrong for us, right? So I feel, and you know, inspiring kind of thing. So even though that was like an inspiring tackle, that, yeah, it I feel like it didn't inspire us the way it should have. Like, I mean... Well, he did he get a chant? He, he did, did get, save our, he did save get a stadium-wide chant after that play. It did. It did lead into a stadium-wide chant. But, but I feel like uh, in some ways I just felt like, fuck, were we just nervous because we were at home and this is like a makeup? Like, this is like, you got to get to the next round, right? Because you... We got that's, him. that's what everything is leading to, right? This rematch. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the what what it was. I just felt like we weren't all there today. I'll continue to say it. Well, and, and one other thing to add on to that though, Steve. Michael Bradley, short sleeves. Again. No gloves. Freezing cold. Drew Moore. You feel no pain. Yeah, the spine on the back is the boss. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I want to mention about the first half, because we haven't actually gotten through this whole game, is that the last um, two minutes of the first half, or the last three minutes, um, were our first good chances on net, where we um, uh, had multiple attempts, yes. where we were constantly building, and there's players running in in waves um, with chances, and it, there was also an air of desperation, and you felt like it was going to come. You felt like we were going to catch them on something like on a sure thing because it was going to be like a very quick play. And it happened at the 43rd minute and then it happened again on the 50, 45th minute. And I just felt like uh, we, 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 we kind of tried to pull something there in terms of an offensive challenge, which is something really I've never seen this come out of our team that much. But it was multiple chances within a melee, multiple melees that took place within the last couple of minutes which really put a pressure and a momentum for us going into the second half. So I mentioned that we were weak on the right side. Vanny brings in Delgado at the top of the second. Yeah, and we switched to a four, back four instead of a five. Right. So Zavaleta comes out. Thins us out, but also pushes, makes us go more offensive, right? Yeah, which is, I mean, he's, he's been tinkering with that through the, the, stretch, the last stretch of the season because I think – he may have suspected or felt that teams would set up in a way where that three five two or the five three two would be at a disadvantage, and I think that's what we saw tonight. Yeah, and we were being, we just didn't have enough bodies from the middle forward. So you take out you take out Zavaleta, you run with the back four, which with Moore and Mavinga, I mean we're fine with two center backs. Yeah, uh, and then you add in Delgado for a bit more grit in the middle, and you just get that extra body in there. I want I want to mention that I feel like Mavinga was uh, under. I could feel like he gets doesn't get as much credit as he. I mean he was almost on the end of a beautiful scoring play. He did a lot. He cut out a lot of stuff on defense. I, I feel like last game when we took Mavinga out, we kind of lost some momentum and. I'm glad he kept him in this game, and I feel like um, we were better for it. I feel like Mavinga is one of these unsung heroes on this team. He had a fantastic game today. Yeah, and both directions. Yeah, right? and it was, there, he was getting good good praise in the stands too. I mean, people were kind of like, I feel like it just was that first game. 
thought he was terrible. Like he's been great since. Yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah. that is kind of what it's I think true. is the story of his, I mean, it's unfortunate that that was, he got, he got burned that first, first game. impression it was really bad. But I mean, the, the one thing that really stuck with me in that game or in this game was that I don't remember the one play. It was on the second half near our side where he was one V one with, it might've been Iguain or one of the, or Miram up front. And uh, he just kind of faked the shot and pulled it back and the player completely bit on it which is not like that kind of footwork you necessarily see from a center back all the time. Um, he's just looked, he just plays assured, you know what I mean? And he's just has, he just has, he's just playing with confidence, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's comes from a guy who's got a good pedigree and he's, he's ended up having a solid season. So I just like, that was just a moment that I was like, yeah, like we're, we're fine yeah. with him back there. Yeah. Feel good. Yeah. Keep him in. Yeah. I guess uh, between the beginning of the first half and uh, when the goal gets scored, Josie goes down. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And off play. So there's sort of like a bit of a collision with – or not really a collision. I don't know what happened. I think It looked like a player went down and he ro- and he backed over him and might have like rolled his ankle. Right. Okay, that was what happened. That, that, does, that does sound right. Looking like it, at yeah, it looked like a, the, the Columbus guy fell and as Josie was either wa- like going backwards – or turning, he fell. Then he fell he didn't over him. See him and yeah, tripped over him, and yeah, probably the way they went over. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time complaining <laughs> about what he was, what was going on with him, because he was, uh, he went down. He went. That was off. around the fiftieth minute, right? Like that was pretty early on in the second they, half. They stopped the play. They took him off. He came back on right away. Walked, but he couldn't stand on his ankle, and I just thought, you know, it's not going to get better. You should just go off. And you should bring in the guy with pace, bring in Ricketts, right? And I was advocating for that right from the beginning, right from when it happened. And he makes his way to the other side and goes down, goes off. I'm like, are they going to ch- change him? There's no play. There's no player coming in at the Playing center. with 10 men for like a couple minutes. Yeah, at least three or four minutes. And then he comes back in. And within two minutes, he scores the goal, right? And it's like this simple 1v1, but he's running now. So whatever they did, whatever magic spray or water or whatever they gave him, um, it worked because he could run. But, you know, only for a limited time because whatever it did, it wore off after the goal, right? Because yeah. he gets taken out after that. Yeah, because from when he got injured to until he scored the goal, that was about a 10-minute window, Yeah, I think. And I figured I thought Ricketts would get the call for for him, but instead they bring in Cooper, and we were both like lamenting this play. And this is like we often second guess Vanny's things. We were like, this is a fucking stupid play. This is like a stupid substitution. What are you fucking doing, right? However, well, it, it didn't prove to be that Cooper played probably one of the Inspi- best, one of the best, like one of the best games in quotes, like a short but, in a in a while. But inspired, inspiring in a, in some ways, and also gives us the things that we need, right? With the uh, uh, the guy who can possess the ball, he can do some things. In fact, he was getting ovations for every play that he was doing. So, uh, and I feel like he was even in his off ball plays when they were trying to kill the clock, he was creating like a, you know, a really offensive uh, problem for Columbus because he was like way wide and the balls would come to him and then he could do stuff with it. So I don't know. It was, he had a, I think he had an impactful game he for, did, the, he for did. the last third that he was on. Right? Completely. Yeah. Now, did we give that goal enough shine? I mean, maybe, Vasquez maybe set it up very nicely. We should say that. I mean, Vasquez was calm and That cool. was all Vasquez, right? But, um, you know, being the linchpin, 
on all that, right? But I mean, it, was, take, it was a nice finish. But I mean, you can't take anything away from Josie because he just kind of drove it to the net, right? I mean, it wasn't a beautiful goal, but uh, it wasn't a terrible goal either. Like it wasn't a fluke. I mean, it was a it was, it was a, a tight it, angle. It was a quick, uh, and I would say it was a give and go, but like not like a sort of kicking it off the wall kind of thing. It was like you know there was some there was some finesse to that pass that he that Vasquez gave to him. It's like a nice light pass that's you know kind of delicate. It too. Yeah, he did. It was delicate, and then Josie just like powered it through, right? But he also had to kick it at an angle where he was sort of off, off balance, right? And, and at a terrible angle, kicking it on the far post. So it was a difficult goal to score, but with a sliding defender, with a sliding defender and a keeper coming at him, right? So uh, not a. I mean, a lot of the angle was taken down, taken out of it. I don't know. It was a good goal. But I feel like uh, somebody said somebody said behind me, which kind of sum it, summed it up. It's like Josie just bulled that to the net, right? I mean, he just like he just drove it like a bull. He was just like just powered it through, which is is you a know, great way to score too. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's and that's kind of Josie's style, right? When it's what you expect from a center he, forward, he's, he's like six two, like two hundred pounds. He is our muscle. He, he in a lot of ways he's the muscle right. for that front. Which is another thing to kind of add about Josie, whereas like I don't know if you remember, there was a guy behind us who was just moaning about him all game. Mm. And you know, I just you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I I get it. Like he's not he's not putting in you know, as a center forward, you're not you're not running covering every square inch of the pitch. You know what I mean? You're kind of like circling like a predator, waiting for your moment to strike. And, you know, I kind of think a lot of times, I mean, A did he win all his battles early? No, he did not. Right. He, this wasn't his best game in that regard, but you have the clutch moments, right? He finishes. Look, we've had, so what many, else do you want? Yeah. We've like, had so many times where our, our forward line doesn't finish and these guys are consistent with finishing both, of, both of them. Right. So that's probably the one thing I would give him credit for is like, he's a finisher. big games where you need that. Like he will, he you might, always, he might not be making anything happen, but he will show up for the goal. He'll always come out for the goal. He'll be there, and he's good for it. Right. So you can count on him. Yep. Anyways, that's my two cents on that. That's but, why. That's why people were nervous when he like went down because they didn't want him to come out, and there was no goals at that point. Right. And then so, I will say, in terms of atmosphere and emotion, that tension that we talked about at the start of the game that disappeared, I would say, after the missed penalty, came back after that goal because that last thirty minutes was intense. Was about as intense as it gets. Right, so uh, I think this is when Columbus starts tinkering with the formation, and they. Well, they, that's what we said too. Now they got to play. Right. Because we, like we felt like they were playing for a draw. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't think that they were playing for a draw. I don't think that, but they were playing, but they had to play more aggressively, like even more aggressively than they were playing already. Because I don't feel like they were. I'm I sorry. I meant they, before. I they thought were, they. Were, I thought they were playing for another nil-nil to take I, it. To, I didn't. To the, I didn't feel. No, I know what you said, and I. Okay, okay. And I understood it. All right. But I feel like they were. I. I disagree. So I'm disagreeing with you. Sure. Because I feel like. Uh, I, I feel like they did come to play, and I feel like they did try and score, and they had the better chances all game. Um, uh, but this, they had to f- go into a different kind of uh, attacking formation, so they they thin out the back a little bit, mm-hmm. which leaves them, which leaves us with a little bit more options and opportunity, right? So, and we take some advantage of it until the last fifteen minutes when we decide, fuck, we're going to kill this clock, right? And that's when it becomes sort of like a nail biting game because this is always a risky p- move to do for a team, right? To move into this sort of 
Okay, let's just possess it and keep it. Let's, let's play keep away, right? Because when you do that, then you sort of stop. You start playing, right? And then you can get caught on a counterattack because Columbus hasn't stopped playing and they're trying to get that ball off you desperately and they're still playing like full force and you're not. So it's always a, it's always a risky gamble and it I've seen it so many times backfire against lots of teams. It's always backfired against us until like until we've been good enough to do it, right? So these last two years we've sort of been able to do this with some effect. I mean with Cooper especially, like he's a guy who can possess that ball, he can hold it, he can do some interesting things on the on the back line on the touchline where he's like in a corner and somehow comes off, comes around the player like he's cornered and he somehow comes out with it, right? <laughs> that happened three times I think with him yeah. tonight, right? So I don't it's like I would almost say of all the criticisms that we had of Cooper over the last year, like this might be his his niche, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, sure. we're trying to kill off the last 15 minutes. We just need a guy who can, who can win the one V ones and dribble in these situations. As long as he doesn't get silly. Cause he usually has that. But it, but it almost got all undone at the 87th minute, right? Yes, With yeah. where there's this cross that it, there was a head, there was a touch by the head of a Columbus player that tried to go near post, but didn't have enough on it. And then missed a guy running on the back post who was uncovered, unmarked. Went through his legs. Went through his like. fucking legs, nutmegged him. And unbelievable. We got so fucking lucky. I mean, I, it, that was like. That was it. That was a hard stopping moment. And I just felt like, holy fuck. Because there was, there was we a. Can't, we can't keep doing it. Like, obviously, we are not soaking up pressure anymore. This game, like, Columbus is still coming at us. And we're not. We're not stopping them, right? Yeah. So we got lucky. That's that's why I feel like we got lucky because the, the, they had continual chances right to like the last minute of the games, right? So, I mean, that last four minutes of additional time was kind of like we were watching. Uh, well, and they got that we last kick, right? right? They got yeah. that last, sure. that sort of last Where the keeper Mary. comes up and, yeah. Anyway, I feel like there was, I feel like that last 30 minutes was being played as a Hail Mary by Columbus, right? They were all trying to pull out different things. It was exciting. It was exciting to watch Columbus. Columbus was certainly exciting. It was nerve-wracking watching as a Toronto fan. But somehow we came out on top. So so now we're... So now, Steve... So now we're looking at... What are we looking at? We're in... We're in well, we, at the point of this podcast recording, things are still probably looking at Seattle. I mean, if Houston pulls off a miracle. But as it stands, it looks like it's going to be us hosting Seattle again. Maybe this is this is the this is the first discussion point on the outro. How do you feel about facing Seattle again? If that's who it is, but let's so let's assume let's assume. And if not, the, if it, that's not the case, then oh well, you can stop listening for the next ten minutes. Right. So uh, I feel uh, like revenge. I feel like this is this is the time to say that last year was a mistake. I feel like everything could be setting up for a rerun. So you feel nervous. Uh, I mean, some of the, the conditions are probably going to be the same. It's going to be fucking freezing and possibly snowing. Um, and that is almost like hypothermic for a lot of these players because they're going to be like Bradley's not going to be wearing long sleeves. He'll be in short sleeves and, and like he'll be feeling it by the second bit, right? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, have you seen Seattle lately? Are they are they're they better are they better than last year? They're better than last year. So you can't take anything for granted, right? 
Which is so here they're better than Columbus. Yes, they are. So here's now here's the thing: is because they're better than last year, will they come out and play differently than last year? Is it a different team? Well, for there's there's a couple players that are different. They definitely have a couple good ones out there. I mean, my point being that last year they kind of picked it up at the end and and they played a game where it was like it was a bit cynical, right? They didn't get a shot on net. They kind of just soaked it up. I mean, it was almost like a little bit like tonight where they just played a, a very tight, disciplined game. When they're, when they're looking so good, will they, will they be a bit more open? Which then may in turn favor us. I mean, will they be, will they be looking to actually stand toe-to-toe? Well, it allows to get uh, opportunity, but it also makes for an exciting game for people to watch, right? Oh, yes. So, I mean, as someone going to the game, I feel like, uh, you know, you, you maybe hope that that's the game you're going to get, right? Because you want to beat the... The best team at their best, right? That's or, what's going to happen. Or if you lose, then you feel like it wasn't an injustice. Right. Because so. the thing is, last let, let's say this, last year's final was, I mean, actually, this year's, uh, it's just my hurt so much. Seattle finished, totally, yeah. Seattle's in the final. Whereas last year, it was third versus, you know, Seattle finished obviously less than third. So it wasn't, we all knew, I mean, people who filed the league knew how good Toronto was and that they legitimately were one of the better teams in the league. Seattle, however, was very poor through probably two-thirds, maybe, over half of the season, and then they picked it up down the stretch and got way better. Much so, like the Argos. Sure. Well, there you go, yeah. If you wanted to draw a parallel. But that was last year. Yeah. This is this year. Exactly. Different team. Yeah. I think, I think my only – I mean, obviously, I, just, I don't want to think about it, but losing to them two years in a row at home would just make me sick. That's probably the only thing I'm – I'm definitely... And it's possible. Right. That's the thing that's like definitely got me. But the mentality of... I wonder what the mentality of players are. Think about that too. Seattle coming in here being like maybe a little overconfident and Toronto coming in being like revenge on the... You know what I mean? Like so desperate to set that right. I'm just... I'm just the worried. motivation, I, right? I, I'm worried because I feel like this whole season has been like... That the revenge is like the payback. We gotta we gotta make it right. Until tonight, I didn't feel like this game was like that. I feel like this is the first time we didn't have that mentality, and I'm kind of concerned because this is, you know, this is how moment. This is the momentum we're going into. Where have we lost it? Have we lost sight of the prize? That's that's part of my nervousness going into it. I feel like psycho- psychologically, I don't know if we're in the right mindset. Whereas we have been all year. Up until this point, and I feel like we maybe, maybe it's just been too long of a season. Well, here's here's my last thing. I just that just came to mind is this hasn't been a very great playoff run for the team. Maybe they're saving their best game for last. Maybe let's hope. Right? Maybe I'd put it like that. Is that we? I don't think we've seen the bestest team in a while. And I would also say part of me is like, as a realist or being practical, is like I don't know if I care as long as we win. If we played a game like this, but finished one nothing on sort of like, yeah, we got lucky. I'll take it at this point, and I think that's I think that's fair, especially how we looking at last year. But it would be better to win if we deserved it. Yes. So let's hope uh, for that. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I got any other notes along here, Steve. The tens shirt sleeves covered it all. Anything else? Any sights and sounds? Anything after the game? I don't know if there's anything to make mm-hmm. note of. 
No, I, I just we look forward to December 9th, which is the, the the cup final, and we'll be back talking to you then. Yeah. Oh, I might. I think I'll do. I might do a preview episode. Okay. In the middle of the week, so this will get up. This podcast will probably get up in on Friday for the weekend. You'll probably hear this Monday, and then with by Tuesday or Wednesday, look for. I'm going to try to get connect with Aaron, and we might do a MLS Cup preview game, oh, good. preview podcast, and uh, we'll set it up like that. So, uh, Toronto C one nil Eastern Conference champions again. 2017. The trophy case is filling up. We got Trillium Cups. We got Eastern Conference. <laughs> we got Eastern Conference titles. Voyager Cups. Yeah, we got it all. We got it all. Um, Steve Perry. Right. Everyone knows where to find you. 89.5 FM on the FM dial on Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Uh, and equalizing X distort at blogspot.com. Yeah. There you go. Uh, everyone knows. Yeah. I'm at Clark RNO at Twitter. I've got a, got a few shout outs, got a few emails over the last few weeks. So keep them coming. If you thought of anything that we um, missed got or, wrong. or disagreed or should have included. Yeah. And we can we can maybe get I can squeeze that in for the preview. Think about that. Um, or you can reach out to Avery Nation Online info or have your Cyber Nation on .ca. Give us a shout out there. We'll leave it at this. Steve, thanks a lot. Yeah. Guys, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the middle of the week and We want you to get involved. Reach out to us on Twitter at Red Nation Online or by email at info or have your say at rednationonline.ca. Get in touch with us. Let us know how you thought the team did. Agree, disagree, it doesn't matter. Also, check out our other podcasts on Red Nation Online from The Black Hole, Ours is the Fury, and our interview series. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Hey,